This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. You can dial in, bring up whatever is on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. It's the place to go. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, last week, we told you about uh, the Topless Tuesdays events that have been happening here in Keene, New Hampshire, and they've been coinciding for the most part with the 420 celebrations. And for those of you that uh, are just tuning in to the show, up here in Keene, we've had activists and regular folks from the, the town gathering on a regular basis in the town square and, and smoking cannabis now for weeks upon weeks upon months at this point, and... At least so far this year, we've been unmolested by the police. The police have not made any arrests. They have not even uh, come nearby. There's, there's been t- some construction downtown, so there's actually been a cop who's been pretty much downwind from uh, the town square. So it's not like they can say they don't know what's going on. They absolutely know exactly what's going on, and they're not doing anything about it. And that's great. It's a real win for, uh, for civil disobedience and for uh, the freedom of uh, being able to choose what you do with your own body. And, of course, Sam and uh, Mark are joining me tonight, Sam, from ObscuredTruth.com. And so they added this uh, topless component. I guess some of the ladies out there uh, decided they wanted to, uh, to to move forward with this because, well, fact is women just aren't treated equally as men. Uh, it's it's no, no big deal for the most part for men to be walking down the street with their shirts off. But if a woman tries the same thing, all of a sudden it's a big deal. It's uh, people have th- some people throw a hissy fit over this. And indeed, the hissy fit was thrown last week uh, as the local newspaper, the Keene Sentinel, wrote an article about Topless Tuesdays and how one mother was very upset when her son came home from middle school saying that he saw um, naked breasts on the, the town square. She went down to verify that it was true. Indeed, it was. And so she started going from business to business, asking people to sign a petition to have the city council ban toplessness in Keene. Now, it wasn't made clear whether the petition was to ban just women being topless or to ban toplessness altogether. Maybe we'll find out as time goes on here. I think the city council is supposed to meet this week. And, uh, Sam, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it down there, but you, you've been talking about bringing some folks out, too. Yeah, I'd like uh, to, to certainly. So I hope you'll uh, keep us in the loop as to what happens with that. So that's the, the and there's also a very good chance that the uh, city council doesn't have any legal standing to actually make it illegal. This is true. Uh, we, again, all of this will bear out in in time. Bear out. Uh, so we're talking about the topless Tuesdays events. They happened again. It happened again today. Now, last week it started early. It's my understanding it was originally intended to be at 4:20 to coincide with the the cannabis celebrations that happen daily. Last week it har- it started early. The call came into uh, the activist alert network, Pork 411. At I think around 3.20 or something like that. Now, middle school gets out at 2.20. So if we believe what the, the opponents of this are saying, that means that the topless women were out there and topless at 2.20 in the afternoon all the way through 4.20. Now, it's certainly possible. I wasn't there. I can't verify that. But I can say that today they were not. Today uh, it didn't happen. No one got topless until 4.20. The 4.20 call went out over the megaphone uh, to smoke them if you got them, and uh, tops came off. At that point. And, you know, it was no big deal. People drove by. They honked. A couple people yelled angrily. And a number of people were standing around on the outsides of the circle. Not the inside of the park, but uh, around in the business areas. Topless women are interesting. They were watching. 
And this week, I would say, was actually a, sl- a smaller turnout of toplessness uh, from the women's perspective. There were plenty of guys with their shirts off. Because that's interesting. It's it's about solidarity, Mark. <laughs> and so uh, so there were three ladies this week. Last week it was four. This week three. So around the same amount of uh, of participants. It's as probably prior. more uh, ladies that were uh, topless in town square uh, anywhere else in the United States today. I would bet that's a, that's likely a true statement. And uh, there were more people there in general in support. It was a little chilly. Uh, was another it was, yeah. Like last week, uh, it was a little bit like this last week where it was overcast, a little chilly, but uh, not too chilly for me. I, I did engage in the uh, the topless activity. Sam uh, was being modest today. <laughs> I had a sweatshirt on, sorry. <laughs> and so, Sam's chest is worth a lot more than yours. There was nothing really to be said. I, I honestly expected, I didn't really expect the cops to show up and do anything today, but I honestly expected one of the angry people to come out and make a scene, and that didn't even happen. Uh, it was just a couple people driving by in their cars that were upset. Yeah, I had one guy uh, came into the square with his camera, just excited as could be. He's from New York. He's like, man, we don't have anything like this going on in <laughs> Wait, in he my came town. all the way from New York just for this? or I, I don't know. If, I think he was just a tourist who happened to be in town, and he, he said, he, you know, I wish something like this would happen in Buffalo, but... Uh, Good luck, man. They'd probably kill us, is what he said. And I'm like, yeah, it is the Empire State. (laughs) So people sat on the grass. There was a guy with a guitar playing his instrument, a guy with a cat on his shoulders. Uh, Just the the usual eclectic, interesting group. Was that cat unleashed? No, he actually has it on a leash. Okay. It walks around with him on a leash. A leashed cat is legal in in Keene. And I, well, maybe he took it off the leash at some point. I'm not sure because at one point it was crawling up his his back and on his shoulders. Just an interesting group of folks out enjoying their day in the park. Uh, not much, uh, you know, conflict, which I think is good news. So it, they continue on all summer long here in Keene. Of course, we'll continue bringing you uh, developments as they happen. But I just wanted to let people know, for those people who are worried about the children, well, it didn't happen when the middle school got out today. So now parents only need to protect their kids from the Internet and porno magazines. Well, I, I mean, what do people think that is going to happen to their children if they see a woman without a shirt on? I don't, I don't know. know. And from a distance, mind you. I mean, yeah. we're not talking about an up-close spread shot on the Internet. We're talking about your child, if they're nearby, is at the, at the closest likely going to be on the other side of the, you know, the, the park, basically, and where the, the city hall is across the street. I mean, how close? Are, are, you, are the kids going to even get to the breasts? Not that close. Yeah, they're dozens, dozens of feet away. It would be the, the the closest. And I mean, are they going to be ruined for life and become what sexual deviants or something? Where is the evidence for this in France and all the other countries where topless beaches are are the norm? Well, I don't. You know, I, I think that there's arguments to be made on the, on on both sides in this particular issue, and I think that people would claim that it's a there's time no argument to be time made. and there's place only, issue, only um, repression on the other side of it. That's all there is. Okay, I think that there's uh, there's an argument to be made about time and place, and I I, th- I do personally believe it's my opinion that. Central Square is not the time or the place for topless Tuesdays. It's totally okay, the place. so there, the the time and place applies regardless of whether it's a man or a woman. Or are you just saying there's a time and place only for women to take their shirts off, but men in Central mm. Square working on you know doing the, like the landscaping they've been painting up there. Uh, if those guys want to take their shirts off, then that's appropriate. But it's only women, right? I, I, I would, I would say that there's some truth to what you're saying. However, um, there's from a, your perspective, we were talking about my opinion, right? 
I'm just making yeah, sure that's what you're talking about. You're not putting yourself in someone else's shoes. You're you're saying that you believe well, that it's inappropriate for women, but not uh, so for men. To some extent, I think it's inappropriate for men to just walk around downtown without with their shirt off. I mean, I just it's just weird. But if you you know if you can pull it off or whatever, you're working. Okay, fine. Um, the hot day. I want my shirt. Or you're jo- you're out for a jog in the middle of summer. Right, and and these gals aren't doing that. They're doing it for a purpose of of um, you know a protest showing recreation. They're just enjoying a day in the park. That's that's not an accuracy. They're not doing it for that purpose. They're doing it as a to show whoa, we're going whoa, whoa. to make How things you know? even because that's what it's about. Because that's the claim. It's about equality, right? Have I think you, it is. Have yeah. you said okay? It's I about equality. So. But I'm not them, so I can't speak for them. No. And there were three of them there, and so I don't know if all three of their reasonings were the same. Right. And and these these are only my opinions. I don't believe for a second that I can control what these women do, nor do I think that anything should be done because I just don't think it's worth it. I think that uh, well, most can of, be done. Not most a damn of the, thing. Right. That's the thing. As most of these protests are done by people that aren't going to listen to what my opinion is on this subject. I think that the people who oppose the topless Tuesday should be happy that they didn't happen at two twenty today when the Middle school got out. They happened at 4:20, which is when they, as I understood it, were. You can't make the people that are that are uh, vehemently opposed happy. No, you never will. No, you never will. But that's what some of them were claiming. Like the woman who went around collecting petition signatures, she said, on one hand, she supports the efforts, but she just doesn't want her son to see it, which I think is one of the most confused, uh, contradictory positions you could possibly hold. So you're saying uh, that you agree with what they're doing, but not so much that you uh, would be willing to subject your son to seeing boobs in public. 1-800-259-9231. How do you explain that to little Johnny? How do you explain that contradiction? How do you keep the National Geographic away from us? What I want to know. Mommy is just not consistent. Mommy has no better explanation. Mommy just doesn't it just doesn't have consistency on this one, sweetie. More coming up. Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Those features including archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. In fact, if you click into the podcast... You can go all the way back to the beginning of 2009. Get them all free at freetalklive.com. With our fast-paced lifestyle these days, many de- neglect their nutritional needs and become run down. Not me. My personal energy crisis is solved with Nature B. Here's Mike Buck all the way from uh, Hawaii with more. Hello there, Mark. You know, you're right. Particularly your Free Talk Live listeners. We all know we're all busy. Nobody's getting the right combination of nutrients. We're getting into meltdown in our bodies. HB plant pollen, the perfect food, all 27 vitamins and amino acids, 28 powerful minerals, all the antioxidants, essential for the lifestyle that we're all looking for. Well, it sure works for me, and I uh, love the fact that it's 100% natural. See, that's the thing. The only thing in these capsules, folks, is pure plant pollen. No additives, preservatives, certainly no chemicals. 
and it's been potentiated. Now, we've unlocked the power. It goes straight into your body, gets absorbed quickly, goes to work, improves that immune system, boosts up your energy level. It sounds like the sooner folks get started, the better. You got it. And let me tell you, we got a great deal for everybody. Look, six-month supply of Nature B, $99.95 plus delivery. Free talk live, three extra months for free, money-back guarantee, of course. Make the toll-free call. We'll prove it to you. 1-866-834-8355. Once again, 866-834-8355. Or online, today would be the day, NatureBee, that's NatureBee.com. And don't forget the NatureBee 100% money-back guarantee. Come on, join me and order yours today. Call toll-free 866-834-8355 or go online to NatureBee.com. All right, 800-259-9231. So we're talking about the Topless Tuesdays events as they've been happening up here in Keene. And just, I I would say we're well on the way toward a new world record here. Uh, We've got the most consistent 420 cannabis celebrations. Anything related to uh, public consumption of cannabis, I think we've blown past whatever world record there was. I I think we need to contact uh, Guinness and see if we can. That would would be some great publicity. (laughs) I'll let that be your charge. I'm going to turn it over to Rich Paul. (laughs) Uh, That's a fine idea, though. I think it's a great idea. And I think that the Topless Tuesdays are uh, probably already setting a record. If not, uh, they will shortly. Because there are still some topless events that do happen around the country. But I don't know if they're happening on a weekly basis. Maybe. Maybe they are. If you know of them, please let us know. But, Mark, you've been engaged in uh, a little bit of discussion about this issue. You have a local discussion email list for the town that you live in, and the, 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 I guess things have been getting hot and heavy uh, with this Topless Tuesdays discussion. Well, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go that far. Different people have different opinions on this, and I'm certainly not going to mention anybody's names or anything like that. That's not my intention. But what I do want to do is sort of uh, you know, point out what some people think about the, uh, the Topless Tuesdays events. Now, you, you spend yourself a great deal of time doing this, this internet forum chatting thing. It's Probably as, too much. Yeah, it's not as big of a deal to me. I... I, 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 you know, I don't think there's much you can say to convince people one way or the other. No, I can tell you there are, there are some threads over the Free Keen forum where people who are purportedly both of a liberty mindset are just going back and forth, and there's no one who's convincing anything of anybody, which tends to be how forums are. And usually uh, what it comes down to forums is it's the last person that was willing to stick with it and post was the winner. Do you know what I mean? I don't think anybody ever wins in a forum discussion. However, there was a recent post by a guy who says that a year ago when we were talking about the topless, it was a little less than a year ago, but uh, nine, nine or eight, uh, ten months ago when the discussion was happening at that time, he was against the idea of uh, women going topless in public. And since, he has come to agree with the idea. So I think that over time, uh, the ideas that are put forth on forums in, in these debative uh, kind of in the, these debate situations can persuade viewers. But as far as persuading the participants in the discussions, that's very unlikely. Yeah, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't have an opinion. I think that it can uh, alienate some people from your cause. I think it can bring some people on board. I think people are certainly interested in seeing women without shirts on. And I don't know what the world would be like if uh, women could walk around without their shirts on. I think that... Uh, you know, most women probably should wear shirts is uh, what my opinion is. However, my uh, largely I think that there's no controlling the people that want to do this protest. So why why bother wasting your breath on them? Anyway. I thought there was one particular email you had that uh, was worthy of sharing. All right. So this is from somebody, uh, you know, in the nearby area. I'm personally not offended by topless women. 
I'm offended by where they choose to be topless. What message are they sending to our young people? Think about all the recent abductions of our young children that have resulted in sexual assault and, and death. How and, many of, their have, uh, have, of these have there been? Of what? Abductions? abductions of young children. Well, the, the recent. You, you are more likely in your life to be struck by lightning than, than to have your child abducted. From, right, but she says, think mm-hmm. of all of these recent abductions. Sure. sure. What, when, you listen to the, when you listen to the news, abductions are a big deal. Oh, so she doesn't mean here in the area. She just means in general across the world. It's about fear, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the abduction, the whole abduction conversation is about fear. Well, I can tell you that today there was a young lady who was out topless in the uh, the town square, and I don't think she's 18. But nobody ran up and tried to steal her away. Uh, nobody jumped out of a truck and attempted to kidnap her. She's talking about children, children, I imagine. So, like, what, why would women being topless have anything to do with uh, lecherous men uh, abducting small it's children? It's all mixed in together, man. You know, just I mean, trying to understand where she's coming from. I'm just well, looking for speculation as to where it's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid this is my my opinion. If I had to classify this is sort of the conservative attitude on it, which is that it's all sort of mixed together. Boobs, sex, rape, child molestation. Like it's all just, you know, that's one snowball of of discussing lecherous activity. Right. Well, I mean, this this happens again in other countries. So where's all the evidence? showing that oh there's no evidence involved in this oh we're, we're not you're not talking about evidence when talking about this particular post. right it's okay. the feeling that she has that toplessness will lead toward uh sexual depravity yeah mm. i i i guess that's you know that i i disagree with what she says but yeah. i am pointing out that this is how some people think about this issue are they picking it apart logical point by logical point no they're not no, there's no logic they're involved. Saying is, it's just emotion boom, sex rape yeah. molestation it's, it's emotion it's it's emotion combined with a puritanical history and this repressive viewpoint that has been passed down generation after generation after generation that is rearing its ugly head now because some courageous young ladies are down uh, challenging social mores. And I think it's heroic of these girls. That's well, why I'm out there to support them every week. Anyway, I, continue. I have no opinion on that. So there are uh, many sick people out there, and they're tuned in to this type of crap. Do we want to send this message to our young girls? What message are we? What is the That's message right. that we're I sending? Do, yes, I do think the message should be sent that you are equal to men, that you are not inferior. That just because your mammaries might be larger or your breasts might be larger than the average man doesn't mean that you should be ashamed of yourself. And that there's nothing wrong with going and uh, enjoying a nice day in the park or walk down Main Street or wherever it is you want to enjoy the sunlight with your shirt off. And there wasn't much sunlight today, but nonetheless, the, the, the park was enjoyed and the day was enjoyed. And I want to come back to her email here in a moment. 800-259-9231. I think it's a very positive message that's being sent, though I'd love to hear what a lady's view of the message is. It's Free Talk Live. Have you considered leaving America? In Asia, you can live like royalty in a tropical paradise for a fraction of the cost. Let PathToAsia.com help you escape the ever-growing burden of taxation and regulation. PathToAsia.com's consultants will guide you through the entire process, helping you find a job, housing, and even a companion before you make the move. Join the increasing wave of Americans moving to Asia while you still can. Visit PathToAsia.com and sign up for your free trial today.
Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the sale. So you get the stuff that you're looking for at a great price, likely. Amazon's got some wonderful prices because they don't have to pay for the cost of having a storefront. Uh, they just run everything out of a warehouse, and that's been a very successful business model for them. So now we get a cut when you enter their site through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get your shopping done, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, we're talking about toplessness here, and I want to go to uh, Jim Bob on the line listening in Ohio. Jim Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. You're on the air, Jim Bob. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I recall that uh, there was a big issue with toplessness in Ohio in the uh, early to mid-90s, and uh, it was ruled that uh, it would be discrimination to hold a woman to a different standard than a man. Damn right it would. That, uh, yeah, anywhere that did not specifically state that for health reasons, you know, uh, no top, no shoes, no service, a woman had every right to go bare top the same as any man did. Makes uh, sense, doesn't it? That, yeah, I, I had a, a question for you uh, regarding the uh, the email that you were reading. And uh, I'm wondering if there's ever been any compilation of data from around the world from freer societies as far as uh, puritanical views where... Uh, you could get a, say, a, a cross-section uh, involving, say, per capita, how many children literally are abducted from other countries that have freer sexual views than our puritanical society in America. That's and an interesting not, question. Yeah, I, I'm really curious whether or not that's, uh, you know, we actually, by sexual repressiveness, we lead to the sexual deviancy. I think that speculatively, I think you're right, but I don't have any numbers to uh, to back that up. But that would be something to find out to well, once and for all potentially squash well, the know, argument. I know I have seen stories over the years of uh, teen uh, child slavery rings where the, the uh, gangs out there will bring in uh, teenage kids from other countries into the U.S., and uh, run these prostitution rings. So, yeah, I think it, right. it does well, create you know, a demand. We understand that you know third world countries have a lot of problems, but I'm talking yeah. the same as you were. You know, say France, you know, where topless beaches. Say, you know, How about uh, Holland, where Brazil. prostitution is legal. I mean, I think that would be an interesting exactly. comparison is to look at yeah. a country like Holland or Costa Rica, where it's completely legal to have prostitution, and see what kind of level of rape and other uh, sex crimes, actual real crimes that uh, involve victims uh, that those countries right. have. I'm sure that's, that's been done. The, we just uh, don't know where to look for it. Syndrome. If anybody out there knows where to get this information or has it handy, uh, please give us a call. Let us know uh, what, the, what the answer is to Jim Bob's query here because I think it's a very good one, uh, one worthy of, of definitely looking into. And uh, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? No, thanks for the conversation. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That, again, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So continuing uh, the discussion of topless Tuesdays, or generally toplessness in, in general, 
uh, as far as equality, uh, women not being allowed to, or at least maybe by law they're allowed to, but that won't stop the police from arresting them, as we saw last year here in Keene, although they made one arrest and they have not done so since because they realized they made a mistake and they had stepped in it pretty big time. But that doesn't mean those things, uh, that those arrests wouldn't happen elsewhere, or that the cops wouldn't come up, trump up some charges and, and you know make something up, you know, disorderly conduct or something like that. So uh, there's a lot of controversy here still. And, Mark, you've got an email you're sharing from somebody who's very upset, who believes that toplessness in public on the part of women is going to lead to more sexual abuse. Uh, that's That's been some of uh, what's been claimed here. Um, so do we – or at least alluded to, I guess. Um, so do we want to send this message to our young girls? Society has enough enough problems with the lack of modesty as it is. Do we want our young women to be respected? Or do we want them to be exploited? And I think that now are they exploiting themselves when they take their own shirts off? Um, by her viewpoint, it, it's it's difficult to say. What yeah. what what, do, what does it mean to everyone? I can tell you that uh, you know that some of these girls are probably just having a good time. Others are are like saying, "Hey, look at me! I've got some something special going on over here." Some some people aren't looking and caring at all. Some people are offended. Some people are uh, you know they're looking like, "Hey, look, boobs!" And uh, you know, there's just a variety of things going on. You know, it seems like this person has equated the fact that uh, you know this stuff hasn't been allowed that this is not the norm of society, that the reason for that is because it leads to these negative things, that the two are somehow related, but she really has no evidence to back that up. Well, I think that there's, there's, I think there's a prurient aspect to it. If I were to go downtown, I'm, uh, you know, part of the reason is, uh, on Tuesday, part of the reason is, is I want to see some girls with their tops off. <laughs> Okay, and so okay. I'm not going to lie to you about that, and uh, that's that's just the way that would be. I haven't gone down; it's just not worth that to me. Plus, I don't need I don't need my wife saying, ah, "What are you going downtown for?" So you know, it's just <laughs> it's not worth it to me. But I can totally see that some people are thinking that, and I'm not going to deny that they are. I You're would doing say, it however, a- that if many women all over the United States were walking around without their tops on, I don't think that people would be looking at them in such a lecherous fashion. So I... I, I happen to agree with that. I, I don't know that I, I care to change the world in that way. I don't think that'll make me freer, and I'm just not that interested not a woman. in... woman. Right, I'm not. Yeah. And so I'm not interested in that aspect of, uh, of, of freedom. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't pop my cork, and I think sure, that, sure. Uh, I think that it, for, for, for very little gain... Um, really whips a certain segment of the population up. So I this I don't think this well, issue you is say worth much. You say it's little gain, but to a woman who feels oppressed by the fact that she feels like she can't take her top off in public, there may be a significant gain. And I understand, Mark, women everybody can, has You their... can feel oppressed over a lot of things. Many women feel oppressed that they don't earn the same thing that guys do. But I would make the contention that I have the right to pay anybody anything I want to. So a person's feeling of oppression doesn't confront me. Women are largely equal to men in this society as we and to to focus on this very small particular issue where it's not illegal it's just sort of culturally unacceptable i i think that there's a lot a lot of a hullabaloo about nothing here well i i i I don't know if the women in our audience feel the same way as you do they i don't think they would see this as being a minutia or irrelevant or nothing and i'm sorry that i didn't call it irrelevant i called it you know small i'm sorry that you feel that way about this when i see when i look at this issue i agree with you that there's no law against it but because 
the there's this common belief, a fairly commonly held belief that somehow a woman should be more modest than a man, that a woman should cover up uh, her chest, whereas a man cannot. I see that from my perspective, and I'm not a woman, but from my perspective, I see that as that's that's real oppression, even though they're not putting people in jail cells over it or burning them at the stake. It's certainly not to where it would have been 100 or 200 years ago. I still see it as inequality, and I think it's glaring inequality. And I think that the people that support that inequality, even if it's just through their words, I think they deserve to be opposed. And I, I fully support what these ladies are doing, and I think it comes right back to what uh, Pastor Martin Emoller said back in the 1940s. Uh, you know, first they came for the fill-in-the-blank. They're that, not coming for them. But, but I understand. Th- th- I'm not saying the government is involved in putting people in jail cells in this, but I think mentally people are not to the point of true acceptance of uh, the opposite sex they're not they're not to the point of true a true equality or accepting that women are equal to men uh, in the same way that some people are still racist in some ways. And I think that uh, anything that we can do to drive that out of our society, that intolerance out of our society. So with racism, it would be having uh, whites and blacks walking in hand in hand down the street or, you know, having a, a couple walking down the street together, not being afraid to be together. Or as Dale would point out, two men walking down the street holding hands together. I fully support all of those things because I think it helps. Uh, it helps drive away the puritanical, the repressive element elements, and which is an element that I don't desire to have around me. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our webcam, which sometimes works better than others. Uh, this Still trying to iron out some bugs, but at least we've got the lighting situation solved. Cam.freetalklive.com. Actually, I don't think it's us. I think it's the software we're using. I meant to change it. Cam.freetalklive.com. But it is there, and it's free, so you get what you pay for. You can enjoy the uh, chat room as well. That's also free, and it's much more reliable. People are in there every single night during the show. So you can watch the program, you can listen, and you can interact with other listeners all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. Again, that's cam freetalklive.com, which is, by the way, brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at 99% off of list price. MemoryDealers.com can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. It's MemoryDealers.com. As a matter of fact, uh, the the principal over there at MemoryDealers.com got a, uh, is very happy with the results uh, from his advertising here on Free Talk Live, so I, I suspect oh, great. He'll, he'll be doing his uh, sponsorship. 
I mean, it's, it's very specialized, yeah, but we real, really do kind of have the right audience We for do it. have a geek and geek kind of audience on yeah, the internet, at it, least. Like the people that would be employed in that uh, in that field. It's true. I'm glad it works. I'm, I'm glad it's working out for them. That's great news. Because radio works. As long as you've got the right product at the, right, the right price. Right message to the right person at the yeah, right time. Exactly. I mean, what is it that uh, if, if somebody ever says they don't think radio advertising works, and then you ask them, <laughs> right. well, why don't, you, why don't you make a commercial that'll say you'll give away $50 to anybody that calls this phone number and see how many calls you get, right? Right. So it just all depends on what you're putting out there. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just a few more thoughts on the toplessness. Mark, you've been sharing an email from somebody who uh, is not very pleased with the idea that women are choosing to act as free as their male counterparts and uh, go topless in the town square here in Keene, New Hampshire. And it's a, it's a common theme throughout history. Uh, you know, people What's have that? been saying, oh, well, we can't have this particular change because it will result in terrible, terrible, terrible things. Mm. And I, you know, I understand the fear. I can see where it's coming from. You know, I'm not I'm not a big person on the whole social liberties thing because most of the liberties that I care to take are are already protected by law and I'm fine with them and I I know how to navigate it about and I'm I'm happy. Um however, you know, it's it's different for different people and I think the the hyperbole tends to get shrill and overstated um far too often and it honestly with the people that are willing to to take these stands um you, you can call them brave you can call them brazen you can call them whatever you want they don't care what your opinion is you're you're waste you're 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 wasting your breath talking to them about these things so let's continue with the email was there more to it yeah there's a, a little bit more right. i mean it's it, it wasn't long from the from the very beginning but um we don't want do we want our young women to be respected or do we want them to be exploited? I would like the, the, the I think the premise where that question comes from where that uh, question comes. That'd be Wince. Is uh, from Wince. Wince it comes. Man. It just Wince. All right. So uh, the premise of that it doesn't question, sound right, does it? Just saying Wince it yeah. comes. The, the, the premise that was it was enough for me, Mark, to not put the preposition <laughs> dangling at the end. Uh <laughs> But the the premise of the question there is that it's somehow in poor taste to be without one's top, that uh, that it is not respectable uh, to be without one's top. And I can understand that in a society there are certain uh, standards. So, I mean, if you're showing up at a uh, wedding without your top on, you're not respecting the decor of that particular uh, that event, unless it's a nude wedding or something like that. But, so, I mean, look at... Uh, a hundred years ago, the women not wearing their full dress, you know, in, in the even when it wasn't even easy or comfortable to do so, would be considered. Oh, that's that's outrageous. She's showing her and, ankles. Uh, oh, and they're cutting their hair short. How could women cut their hair short? Mm. This is an outrage. We have got to stop this. I mean, it's just it's more of the same, and it's just going to continue until it reaches an equilibrium state. That's where it's natural for people to be. Yeah. The idea did, is that it's not respectable to be without your top on in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and I well, think I don't that, know that could about be proven that. Wrong. Uh, that. That wasn't no, no, no. That was not the statement made by this woman. She said that there is a time and a place for this, and she didn't feel. Yeah, this she was means the time. in the bathroom when you're getting ready for a shower. I don't think or she does. I think she bed. might be talking about uh, nude beaches and things like that. I think that I do think that Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire, is a a very brazen place to do this, and that's the intent. The intent of the people doing it is to make I a statement. I will also admit that the people that have made advances, like uh, like Sam has talked about here, just just briefly, 
are people that essentially went against the tide. And that is that being un, uh, disrespectful? I suppose. Is it being brave? I suppose. You see, I'm not going to make any of these value judgments. I'm just going to say that there are going to be some people that are more sensitive to, to this than others, and the people that are sensitive to it are going to be difficult to convert on with this particular method. Do I think it'll work? Over time, yes. Women are going to be able to show more and more, and it's going to be less and less of a big deal. Take a look at television in Italy, people. And whether those people are converted is irrelevant. They, they will, some people will never be converted on this. They'll just have to be content to be upset. Well, they'll uh, die off. Well, they are going to die off, sure, but uh, they'll, in the meantime, they'll just have to be upset with themselves. It's about the, same, how- the same people, these, these people's grandparents, that were uh, grandmothers that were upset about women showing their knees... Or their ankles, sure. Right. Uh, you know, th- th- this is what it was like when they were children, and they just forget. Or the children, I should say, young Right. Hey, l- look, young lady, you need to put your burqa back on because it's disrespectful for you to take that burqa off. Well, there's no, there aren't any burqas in the United States. But that's the same, it's the same perspective. It's only, uh, it's only the degree that is different. Well, there was, there was certainly a time when a woman, a proper woman, wore, uh, you know, an outfit that came all the way to her wrist, covered mm-hmm. her wrist, covered her neck, and covered her ankles, and uh, you know, yeah, and it was not form fitting. It had to be fruity as well in yeah. some cases. So I mean, it depends that, the time period. Well. I think that they probably showed their waists, but, um, you know. That, All depends. I was looking yeah. at the history of the bathing suit, and one of the changes was that uh, the bathing suit became, uh, it went from frumpy to form-fitting. Mm. So it was still uh, pretty much encompassing the entire body of the woman, but the uh, general See style more. had changed. So it's been quite I was just talking about dress in general, but. Let's wrap her, uh, her email right. up. So do any of these top, uh, this is a different point. Do any of these topless women or men have jobs? And if not, <laughs> No, well, I don't. Shall we ask the question, why not? Now, yes, you do. Well, this isn't a job. I'm yes, not employed by anyone. Yes, you do. You Doesn't are... a job suggest you have an employer? No, it does not. No? No. Okay. It, is, it suggests that you work for money. And, I don't really consider this work. Though, and, this is, and this is one of the, the hardest points for people to get, is uh, that the idea that they, since they work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday to. through Friday, that only respectable people work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. And I find it's this insulting. R- r- silly. Um, no, I, it's, in, it's an insult to everybody that makes the, this country and the world work because it's thank goodness that we have people who are working in the middle of the night and in some cases overnights to keep certain things going and open and convenient and and all of that but you're right mark they just throw those people aside as though they're completely meaningless and only nine to fivers uh, are respectable well, what they're choosing to do worthwhile. is they're not choosing choosing to look at other people in other age groups as valuable and uh, they, largely the people who are doing these uh, topless celebrations are people who are in the say 18 to 25 uh 35 I'd say age so, yeah. cra- category, uh, you know, 30 probably. And those people are far more likely to work in off hours. Um, you know, when I responded to this particular email, and I responded very nicely because I don't think that there's any reason to get all upset about it, I, I made it clear that, in fact, um, you know, people do work different hours, that I know many of these people, and many of them are employed, most of them are employed, and, you know, that that it's it's okay when when you look at uh, when, I, I said when uh, when you go to a restaurant uh, you know the next time you go to a restaurant the young person who's waiting on you is likely 
a pot smoker. And if you go in, in this town, that person is – it's not necessarily likely, but it's, it's certainly not unlikely that what, that person has been one of the hundreds of local people that have participated in the 420 celebrations here in Keene, New Hampshire. Or they so know somebody when who you has, like yeah. that server at that particular restaurant and you think they're a good person, keep this in mind. Yeah, you can pretty much count on the fact that they're going to take your tip later on that night and go buy a gram of weed with it or something like that. Well, you know, they'll 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 do like anybody else does that uh, you know wants their wants to get marijuana. They'll they'll save up a certain amount and they'll buy the amount that they want for the week, yeah. month, the year, or whatever. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And I wonder what her response will be. Has she responded to your? I, I didn't. The, the way I stated station? things, it wasn't really designed for a response. I, I'm sure it would be disbelief. Because they've had so many great servers over the over their their years that any of those great servers could possibly have been pot smokers, uh, but I'm telling you, and your Mark is absolutely right here. Ninety plus percent of the people that work in the hospitality business are consumers of marijuana. Well, in a certain from my age experience, group. uh-uh, not no, not in a certain age range. Everybody that I've met. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, America, how do you use Webex? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings, so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radiographic and enter promo code FREETRIAL to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code FREETRIAL. WebEx from Cisco. WEBEX.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radiographic and enter promo code Free trial. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, uh, by the way, some of the features on the site include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 500,000 posts. A lot to talk about there. It is virtually unmoderated. bbs.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your phone calls, but, Mark, coming up, We've got some shocking news about the the oil derrick, the oil rig that blew up out in the Gulf of Mexico, all of the terrible pollution and all that. Leave it to Free Talk Live to show you how the how it's the government's fault. Well, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, shocking, shocking. No one would have expected it. Uh, we'll go to Scott in Wisconsin first, though. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hey, Sammy, hey, Mark, man. and Ian, how you doing there, guys? Hey, old boy, what's going on, Derry? Hey, I wanted to talk economics for a little while, if I could. Okay. Um, you know, you guys ever heard of the Four Amigos? No, hmm. I've heard of the Three Amigos, not the Four. Okay, well, I'll introduce you to tonight why our uh, monetary system is getting plundered. 
first amigo was the banknote. Uh, when he decided uh, when they had the gold in the banks, he said, oh, well, let's go to the banknote. Second amigo is the loan. Uh, when people go out, of course, when you buy a car or house, unless you're really wealthy, you're paying on that loan. Interest. That's uh, There you go. There's the third amigo, interest. Well, how would That's you have correct. a loan without interest? That's right. Interest-free loan. And then, and then the fourth amigo was the credit card. Okay. And you're saying and, that these are the four amigos that destroyed uh, money? Well, I'm just thinking these are the four things that have destroyed our country. As well, far what as, is wrong with the idea of having a certificate? I mean, as far as I mean, your first one was the, the paper money, right? Right. That's way back when they had the, the gold in the bank. Right, that makes sense because I don't want to carry around a bunch of gold with well, me. It's heavy. It's, it's an opportunity for fraud, and I have to agree that if, if there's an amigo that I agree with, it's this particular amigo. No, no, I, I see the amigos in this example as being the symptoms of the problem. The problem is government granting monopoly and regulating the banking industry and allowing this kind of uh, these kinds of derivatives and this fiat mon- uh, monetary not, policy. Not with a, to not take with hold. a bank, not with the first amigo. The first amigo was was prior to uh, government control in this area. This was just a sure, This was just a, a, a guy who was holding gold in a vault and said, "Hey, you know what? I've got nobody ever checks on this gold. I could issue ten times the amount of notes as I have gold." Well, that's fraud. That, that's fraud. You're talking about fractional reserve banking, but the idea, the concept of having a note to represent gold in a vault is not uh, – there's nothing wrong with that concept. It's a convenience, and I think that most people would not want to carry a satchel full of gold around with them or silver when they're going to make a purchase. It's easier to you know, have some sort of paper version of that where you can go to a bank – a trustworthy bank that's not lying to you and uh, But they and all were it. at one point. Lying was the standard. Okay, but it's not a, there, there's nothing wrong with the concept. That's what I'm pointing out. Start paging uh, Four Amigos gets me a card game. <laughs> well, anyways, I wanted to follow up. Um, you know, uh, Ian, you always hear about silver and gold, okay? Yeah. And where I am in my spiritual realm, I think that these things are going to go so high that people won't afford them. But when's the last time you heard about titanium? You know, they do make titanium bullion, they do make copper bullion, and they do make brass bullion. What's wrong with those three things? I don't know. I'd say that they're probably more usable in the marketplace. Silver is certainly very, very usable, um, and probably the thing that people would want to get now. I believe it's it's terribly underpriced. But I think that, you know, it seems to me when you're talking about copper, brass, and, and titanium right now, is they're priced not on um, um they're priced almost entirely at the market nobody's fiddling with those whereas the 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 big bankers are fiddling with gold and silver it in my opinion fiddling with gold and silver trying to keep the price down so at some point or another those balls will fall out of the air and then the people that have gold and silver will benefit from them why wouldn't you want to benefit from that scott well what i'm saying is is um uh, i'm not i Investing myself in uh, copper and brass because I think once again, you know, I see was a saw on record a while back. That's what scary is: is that the silver mining is down. You know, the silver is in the, the earth, but it takes money to to uh, get to the silver. You know, just like drilling oil. And I saw something a while back that kind of disturbed me about uh, these people that uh, once again. Um, we're talking about the, the gold in the bank, you know, you don't want to carry it around. 
Uh, they were saying silver in a lot of these banks where people got these 401ks and pensions on this silver, it's pretty scary because they said, like, uh, most of the big banks only got 30% of the silver in the bank, and the rest of it's in thin air. Yeah. Scott, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? No, I just wanted uh, to Sam to comment on that. You guys take care and have a good night. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Scott. Sam, do you want to comment, comment any further? On the, uh, the, the four amigos. Well, the idea that uh, the silver might not be in that the, the, they're lying about how much silver's in, in circulation too. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we we covered that a couple weeks back. I think there's a lot of evidence coming out. There are industry insiders who have called it and said this is the signal. This is how the uh, big banks are going to go in and try and drive the prices down. And they've been at this for a long time. Uh, and I, I think what what's happened with all of the uh, gold stocks and silver stocks that are out there that are in uh, fiat positions where they don't have enough physical gold to uh, provide delivery to all the people that they've sold certificates to is they've inflated artificially the supply of gold and silver. And when these people do want their uh, their to take physical possession, it, and they it's will, gonna be, it's going to be time to pay the piper at some point. Yeah, but those people are just going to get screwed. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because at that point, when when it all crashes down, and they say, "Oh, I've got these certificates for silver that somebody owes that that Merrill, you know, that um, Goldman Sachs owes me," Pfft. let's shut the doors and say, "Sorry, we can't pay you." Yeah, and then the, we'll pay you in worthless Federal Reserve notes. Here you go. And it's not like the banking system is is any healthier. I mean, the FDIC is broke, and you know more banks are expected to continue going under this year at a pace that eclipsed what happened last year. So, yeah, a lot of that has been kind of uh, shoved under the rug. Yeah, you yeah. don't hear about bank failures like you did last year. No, but they're still but happening. They're, they're more more happening more right. so. But in the meantime, you know, we've got forty. What is it? I think it's forty million people on uh, food stamps, which those are the modern day. Bread lines. If, if there were 40 million people in this country lining up for meals every day, do you think that would get the media's or people's attention? It's happening every day, but now they have a little plastic card. They go to the grocery store, they swipe it, and you don't you don't have government food distributions. They've just sort of uh, eliminated the concentration of people. Let's keep going here with your phone calls. Dave Ridley is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. Hey, Dave. Well, uh, I just wanted to... Uh I don't know, try and do what I can to refocus the conversation a little bit more on George Donnelly in uh, in Pennsylvania. Sure. George Donnelly was uh, kidnapped uh, last week by federal goons outside of a federal court in Allentown, Pennsylvania. We had Jim Babb on the show last night to give us some of the detail. He was there when it all went down because George can't do interviews right now due to the terms of his uh, release uh, they have really have put some incredible restrictions on uh, this man, and he has not harmed anybody, though they're alleging that he attacked a federal officer, which is is just nonsense. Uh, this is a man who keeps cool, keeps his cool under uh, intense situations. He's been threatened by these goons before, and he's never uh, lost it, lost his cool. What did you want to uh, reveal or add to the discussion? Well, I had more questions to add than answers, but you just answered one of them, and that was my question. Like, did he have some sort of a national security letter or gag order, or what is it that was keeping him from being on the show last night? And I guess you answered my question. It's just, it's just bail conditions? Let me give you a little more detail on that. Uh, Carlos Miller, we've talked about him a lot on this program over the, uh, the, the recent years. He's got a great blog called Photography is Not a Crime. 
where he catalogs a, a variety of different outrageous things that the police and government people are doing to photographers. If you want to hang on, Dave, we can continue the discussion here in a moment. We'll bring it back. And I've got the list here of his bail conditions or his uh, house arrest conditions. This is a man who is an upstanding member of society. He's got a family. He's friendly. He's uh, he's peaceful. They're alleging he attacked a federal officer, and it's a bunch of nonsense. And we'll tell you what it is that they're demanding that he do while he's out of jail. More coming up, or rather not do. It's There's video of him live. not doing it. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Sam. And Mark. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. You can head on over there and enjoy some of his great work uh, that he's been doing in the world of video, uh, bringing great liberty-oriented video uh, clips, packages, documentaries, all free to you over at ObscuredTruth.com. Actually, we're talking about another videographer right now, George Donnelly. His website, GeorgeDonnelly.com. Dave Ridley is with us, who is also a videographer. And uh, Dave, you are from RidleyReport.com. You you do an amazing job of cataloging and uh, covering the various different liberty activists and activism that goes on up here in New Hampshire and giving people a window to the world of the activism movement here, the liberty activism movement in New Hampshire. And I know I have people tell me, Dave, that they watch your videos over at RidleyReport.com. They may not have ever told you this, but they uh, they tell me that they love them, they watch them, and they really appreciate that you're out there doing that. So, people from all over the United States. Yeah, yeah. So just as an aside. Oh, you, so you called, in yeah. to, you called in tonight about George Donnelly, and you wanted to get some detail. Carlos Miller has it uh, over at his blog from a website called Libertadidia. Libertadidia? I guess like Wikipedia, but Libertad. Anyway, from their website, they uh, claim they've gotten court records and that he's been subjected to the following conditions under house arrest. Now, this is under accusations that he has assaulted a federal officer. There were was a 50,000 witnesses were there claim that the only assault he did was smashing his face against the officer's knee. Yeah, uh, yeah. They attacked him. They jumped on him. They piled on him. They stole his camera. They kidnapped him and kept him in their uh, their dungeon for two days. And then they set bail at $50,000. Now, because he couldn't meet bail, then he had to agree to all of this. Defendant shall submit to random drug testing as directed by pretrial services. So they let a guy who assaulted an officer go on his own reconnaissance. Under house arrest, defendant shall undergo drug-slash-alcohol treatment if necessary as determined by pretrial services. Doesn't sound like anybody I want to buy services from, I can tell you that. Defendant (laughs) shall submit to electronic monitoring. Defendant must obtain a landline. Don't have a phone line? Well, your cell phone's not good enough. Now you need to get a uh, a landline phone for some reason. Well, that uh, way they can, so they can call you. you're there. 
Defendant may drive to the food store three times per week and must submit receipts to pretrial services with prior approval of pretrial services. So you have to ask them for permission to, uh, to go to the store. Travel restricted to the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. Defendant shall surrender and or refrain from obtaining or applying for a passport. Defendant shall surrender and or refrain from obtaining any firearms. Defendant shall have no contact with co-defendants in this case or individuals engaged in any criminal activity. Well, I guess that means that he definitely can't talk to me then. Uh, defendant may not publicize names, images, or locations of officers or release information to anyone else. So they're basically saying that uh, while well, you are under... How can you not release information to anyone else? I mean, just by sitting at a table with another person talking about the Dallas Cowboys, you would be releasing information. Well, that's uh, that's just they're just putting that in there so they can come back at you anytime they feel like that's it, right. any way they they wish. Yep. So that's those are his uh, his conditions allegedly, according to Libertadia. Libertadia. I think I'm getting that right. Anyway, it's a, it's a website. Oh no, it's okay. He misspelled. <laughs> Carlos Miller misspelled it. Libertapedia, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-P-E-D-I-A dot org. It's a new website. I've never heard of that one before. So uh, so there you have it, uh, Dave. Your thoughts? Well, um, I don't know. I, I mean, that's crazy. But, but I guess one thought that I do have is to, just to reinforce uh, doing what Cooper Travis did out at the Keene uh, jail. Uh, there, there, there was one, maybe two videographers that just stayed back, you know, and kept off the property at least mm-hmm. part of the time and we're able to film from a distance when something happened. I think that's what we need is sort of like a, the right word might be like a, a lifeline or a chain of activists. There's one, some that are close, some that are medium distance, yeah. others, that are far away, others that are far away, and they've all got video cameras. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. In fact, when we were talking with Jim Babb last night, who was on the scene, he agreed with that assessment. In fact, he had suggested that idea as well. And of course, having a uh, the ability to broadcast live is also an important, a very important factor. That way, they can't just snatch your camera from you and have all of the evidence for themselves. There's also a lot of surreptitious cameras out there these days. Tytex, Tytex uh, pens, uh, you know, key fobs, all kinds of necklaces, all kinds of things. And uh, you know, the, for the fifty police, bucks, they're cheap too. Right, they're the police won't, won't even know they're there. But then you can whip it out, especially in states where, um, uh, you know, at court, especially where states where one it's a one party situation. And then that shuts the prosecutor right up. Their whole case smashes down in front of them. In this case, they're in trouble because all they have is what was on George's camera and the feds have that camera. They're holding it for who knows how long and who knows if they'll be able to get what's on it off of it. Uh, Oops, it looks like uh, your recording didn't take. Uh, We don't know what happened. We tried to get it for you, but it's just not there. Oh, the camera's not working. We can't get it off. Uh, We don't know what's going on. We're so sorry. It looks like the camera got broken, the uh, the, 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 the scuffle. Right. The other thing, the only really other thing they could possibly count on would be surveillance footage. Now, I know that, that here, well, it, presuming they would turn it over to you, and they, they, they're supposed to by their own rules, it's discovery and all that. Uh, I know that at least here in Little Keene, New Hampshire, this is a population 25,000, just recently they've outfitted their court building with multiple cameras. I would say at least... 20 cameras are throughout the entire building from the front walkway all the way up to the actual court area. So 
if Little Keene, New Hampshire has the front walkway covered, there's a good chance that the federal court building has it covered as well, meaning there may be the opportunity for these guys to get, or for George, to get his hands on the Fed's own footage of what happened out front of their own building. Or at least you can make the claim that, hey, look, if they're not turning this over, I mean, this is a pretty serious charge, assault on a uh, on a federal agent. You'd think they'd have, they'd be able to turn over the video. And, uh, well, you know, it's, I, I think everybody knows that the cops turn over the video when they feel like it. Yeah. My guess is that a judge might not be real happy about himself not being able to see what happened. Uh, so there may be some motivation for the marshals to not erase whatever's there. Uh, now a judge might turn around after he's seen it and do a cover-up. But I think he's going to, like any human, a judge is going to want to know what really happened. Yeah, I hope you're right about that, and I hope it's not just he's going to take his buddy's word for it, because they had significant numbers of goons out there. I think they described it as at least a dozen, as I recall, and so it's going. if it, if it is their word against his, then they'll have 12 versus 3. They'll have uh, their guys versus the three activists that were, uh, that were out front, and usually they give the word of their own men a lot uh, greater weight than anybody else's. So I hope you're right, Dave. I hope that the, uh, the the robed man in this case is at least somewhat fair about this and realizes that uh, outrageous claims to, uh, deserve some pretty serious evidence in order to back them up. But I don't know if, uh, if history backs up that outrageous claims have actually required that evidence in order to persuade a judge. Well, you know, just to give credit to bureaucrats where credit to bureaucrats is due, I don't I can't imagine you'd ever see that kind of behavior from the Federals that operate at, at Concord in New Hampshire. I never experienced anything even remotely like that from that here. All right, Dave, thanks, man. Keep up the good work out there. RidleyReport.com, great website to go visit. Uh, excellent videos to subscribe to over at YouTube. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you enjoyed this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to become an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. You send in three bucks a month to the show. We take that in, reinvest it, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. And again, we'll reinvest the money into the show. Plus, you'll get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, the podcast, and more, all at amp.freetalklive.com. The world is going to work very hard to teach that uh, young, young person that's very special to you about the ideas of statism. What are you doing to teach them about the ideas of liberty? Um, one of the things you can do, it's quite easy, is uh, order the book An Island Called Liberty. We have it for Jack, and uh, he just had it out today. Uh, he, he has it out every day, drags it around with him, um, has me read it to him over and over, has his mother read it to him. But uh, he was reading it today, jabbering away, reading, you know, sort of reading it to himself. 
and, and, you know, sort of baby talk. And he loves the book. I think uh, your child could love it, too. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL. An island called Liberty. Freemarketunderdog.com. All right, we continue here. Uh, Mark, we've got a shocking story that you're going to reveal here. Uh, as you know, a couple weeks ago, I don't, I've not been counting the days, but that's how, what it feels like to me. There was this explosion in the Gulf of Mexico on an oil uh, drilling platform owned by British Petroleum, BP. The explosion essentially resulted in, for whatever reason, I don't know all the details, but oil bubbling up from the the, the earth, basically, underneath the water and causing some major uh, major pollution of the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it, it continues, as I understand it, to bubble up. They have not yet uh, stemmed the tide, have they, of the, of the oil? I, I've gotten the impression they might have slowed it down a little bit, but... They're trying that, all kinds of different Yeah, I, I hear fail, failure is the term I'm hearing. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's a tremendous disaster, much larger in scale than the, uh, the, the Ballyhood Exxon Valdez mm-hmm. from 1989, uh, and this is just, it's been getting press, and uh, deservedly so. It's a, it's a big snafu. And, of course, everybody will likely point the finger at BP and say, it's all your fault. And maybe it is. However, it was done on their watch. Whose watch? BP's. I mean, essentially, that's their they're, platform. They're, the, they're the, the, the final, you know, sort of, uh, you know, the last peg. But Well, there's one more in there because BP hired a, a subcontractor to go in and drill, is my understanding. Halliburton. Yep. And Halliburton gets a, a great deal of uh, government contracts, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they they essentially don't have to do as good of a job because well they've they've got all those sweet sweet government deals, and you know that's that's kind of the way it goes. But here's but what's the shocking news, Mark? The federal agency responsible for ensuring that the Deepwater Horizon, that's the uh, the platform, was operating safely before it exploded last month, fell well short of its own policy that the rig be inspected at least once per month. An Associated Press investigation shows. Now, and, what I want to know about, and, and I, what I imagine is not the case, is this is, I think, where BP really dropped the ball, is allowing the federal government to be their inspector. I mean, I understand the feds are going to come in and they're going to do their thing. They're, it's not a question of whether they allow it or not. But what I mean by that is that they didn't have their own inspector. They didn't have their own uh, standards that they were keeping up with. They, they just relied on the federal government. So what I'm hearing is that they relied on the federal government to tell them that they were safe. I think um, more likely they ally, um, relied on Halliburton to, uh, to drill this, uh, you know, this well safely down, down below the platform. Um, and, um, you know, Halliburton failed and they probably so don't really have them. Yeah. So, so it really wasn't BP so much as it was Halliburton. Then. That's the way I see it. But I have a tendency to make Halliburton a villain because they're so so deeply in bed with the government. I think that's a fair thing to, a fair thing to do. Go ahead with the, uh, the story. In fact, the agency's inspection frequency on the Deepwater Horizon fell dramatically over the past five years, according to Federal Min- Minerals Management Services records. Now, this is the uh, or agency that's in, in charge of uh, watching them over. Mm-hmm. The rig blew up on April 20, killing 11 people before sinking and triggering a massive oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow, so it's almost been a month then at this point. Yeah. Since uh, January 2005, inspectors issued just one minor infraction. This is the best part of it all. Just one minor infraction of the rig. The strong track record led the agency last year to herald the deep water horizon as an industry model for safety. Mm. 
once the laughter dies down around the nation as, as people hear this, the, I mean, the only thing that could make this funnier is if the head of the uh, the Minerals Management Services was actually out there cutting a ribbon on the Deepwater Horizon rig as it detonated into the sky you and know, sank below the, uh, I laughed, the water. I laughed about it the first time I heard it, but then I realized that there are people that died in this tragedy. And Indeed, I it's, that's it's, not- it's a terrible terrible thing yeah. but it's just so it's funny that the government that this is this is how they operate you know they they they, they just they're just so incompetent and so uh, and unlucky and how are they going to be held responsible they for this won't. i believe the head of the mineral manage uh, management service is actually going to be axed they do that sometimes, yep. and then, of so course, the, they, they, they try to pretend as though axing the head of this bureaucracy is going to somehow golden change Golden parachute, it. can anyone say that? Uh, that would somehow change the bureaucracy into yeah. this uh, really, uh, okay, well, we're going to bring somebody else in, and we're going to get everything all spick and span, and we're going to be back on the ball and uh, inspecting, and uh, don't you worry, we're gonna we're here to keep you safe. If this was just this one time, folks, no, 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 don't, don't, don't bother checking the records at any of the other oil derricks. I'm sure everything's fine. In fact, we're not going to let you check the records. Let's make sure the media can't get access to these. I mean, because this is so typical. That, number one, people believe the government is there to, to keep them safe. That the government inspections and regulations and things like that are actually of value. Mm. And then when you start to dig in and you find out that, oh, they're not even coming around. They're not, yes. they're not, even when they, when they come, they're not looking at anything. And when they, uh, when, when they aren't there, they're, they're usually not even there. So when they right. actually do visit, they're, they're, they're the most cursory of inspections. It's just like, the restaurants, except with a lot more danger uh, for people, or at least for the uh, the capital equipment, because uh, wh- what I've said for years on this show is what I've heard from people working at restaurants is that when the government inspector comes in, they come in, they glance around a little bit, unless they've got some sort of an agenda to actually go after the restaurant. And then for there's nothing you can do anyway. Right. So uh, generally what happens is they come in, they get a free meal. They look around a little bit, glance at the ceiling tiles, check off whatever they need to check off on their paperwork, sit down, enjoy their coffee and their free meal, and then they leave. That's, that's basically what's happening here with the oil uh, platforms. It's the same old story. It, it's, it, and, well, and people expect that you know, the government is somehow going to know better than industry would, and I'm not saying that it would be BP that would have the inspectors but but some form of private inspectors who are actually accountable if something were to go wrong, maybe tied in with insurance, are going to do a far better job at setting safety standards, at looking for problem spots than any kind of government bureaucrats who write down laws and go through this ridiculous process to supposedly keep us safe. And the environmentalists will howl to high heaven, oh my God, the oil companies are poisoning the water. We need the government to make sure that this doesn't happen. The government was making sure this didn't happen. Look what you got. This is what it looks like when the government manages land, okay? The Gulf of Mexico uh, is almost entirely the, uh, the, the property of the United States government. They decide who goes out there. They decide who gets to drill. Yes, I suppose you can create a situation in the United States government where it's more difficult for these companies to drill, but these companies are still going to be rich and people are still going to want fossil fuels, so they'll still be out there drilling. And yep. it's still going to be this same government that is in charge of watching over them. Please don't be a fool this time. Please don't expect the government to watch over. If this would have been a situation where, uh, actually, there's probably, this is a mistake 
and it probably would have happened. Could have it's, it could have happened if in a in a world where you know BP was entirely responsible for that piece sure, of land. They owned sure. they owned that land, that drill, those drilling rights, or whatever they had bought them from somebody, sort of in a private situation. But they'd be responsible to their neighbors for the damage they did to their land. Well, and back to what Sam was saying. Fact is, restaurants, chain restaurants, have their own inspectors. Mm. They come in and they actually inspect on a regular basis. They don't announce it in advance, and they've got higher standards. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time and effort to send us their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com is where you can go to see it. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved and become a Free Talk Live Shriner. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a will? Do you have people that are special to you? You're leaving those people open to having to deal with the government in huge and arduous and terrible ways. Now, I, I don't know whether a single person necessarily needs a will if they don't really have that much money. You know, what... It's not going to be that big of a deal. But if you're married and you've got children, you need a will, and you need it right now. Every day that goes by, you get smacked by a bus walking to work or whatever. You're um, one day closer to your doom. Yeah, 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 we all get out of here the same way. You can take care of that will the way, same way I did it. It's fast and easy. You can do it at LegalZoom.com. It's LegalZoom.com. You can save $10 off your order. I think it was 60 or $70 when I did the my will there. Um, it's And you can save 10 bucks by using code FTL. If you don't do it, you're leaving the people you love wide open to the government for all kinds of you know probate that will last for years. And you don't want to do that. It's LegalZoom.com. Yeah, you don't want to trust your uh, – Do it tonight. Your do it family. right now. You don't want to trust your family to the hands of the same people that can't keep oil rigs from blowing up. Uh, what we're talking about here is uh, the story from the Associated Press about how, well, turns out that the federal government, who is supposed to, their, their media, what was it, the uh, Minerals Management Service, mm. some triple-letter bureaucracy you've never <laughs> heard of. Uh, I hadn't until uh, this, this all occurred. Yeah. Uh, just one of many. Anyway, they were supposed to be inspecting oil, this oil derrick, that uh, this drilling platform, that uh, they were supposed to be inspecting it on a monthly basis. Whenever it's in operation, they're supposed to be there inspecting it on a monthly basis. Turns out that really wasn't happening. Uh, in fact, they uh, – Mark, do you want to share more of this or do you want me to pull some info from the, the story here? Because I've got some, some stuff that I can pluck out. Well, um, I think that it's, <laughs> it's important to point out that when uh, the, the media has uh, – AP has uh, asked them as the Mineral Management Services – Exactly how many inspections have been done since uh, 2001 when the uh, 
Derek, you know, the rig was uh, rolled out there into the Gulf. Mm-hmm. It started at 83 inspections. Then it went up to 88 inspections. Then it went down to 26 inspections. No, no, up- no, 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 no. The number of recent inspections also changed. So the, okay. what they're pointing out here is they're not getting straight data from the this government bureaucracy. They're asking a question, and they're, oh, well, 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 let me shuffle papers here and uh, see what we got. 83. No, no, no. 88. Uh, well, how many recently? How many recently? Well, then they said oh, yeah, 26. Those are within the last 64 months. Right. So uh, since January 2005. Right. So in 64 months, they first said it was 26 inspections. They said, oh, no, no. Uh, uh, 48. 48. 48. Well, okay, we'll let you see the documents. Just hold on. Hold on. We'll get it to you. So they uh, they wanted to actually take a look at the inspection reports. In a response to a Freedom of Information Act request, I mean, hey, this is the this is the government law that allows you to get your hands on this information. That way, you don't have to trust the government bureaucrats to give you the right answers. It's a you government can, uh, by the people, of course. Right. You can you can actually look at their paperwork now. Of course, you're presuming the paperwork they filed is true, but nonetheless, in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by the AP, the agency has released copies of three. <laughs> inspection reports now there's more those conducted in january february and april according to the documents inspectors spent two hours or less each time they visited the massive rig some information appeared to be whited out without explanation <laughs> now what are you, what is it that, that there could possibly be that is classified about an inspection report on an oil platform Problems that uh, they didn't require the uh, oil to company be fixed, to yeah. fix. I, I, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What's one of the things that uh, the first things that people think of when they think of government inspectors? Payoffs. Mm. I, I, you know, it, it, well, don't worry. We, there hasn't been a lot of oversight on this particular organization they're because fix that. Don't worry, Mark. They're gonna fix it, just like they fixed FEMA. After Hurricane Katrina, you remember when they got they fired the uh, the uh, the head of the fully in, uh, what, fully informed <laughs> the what the heck is that what are they federal emergency, emergency management agency yep. they fired the head of that agency after Hurricane Hurricane Katrina and the debacle uh, that surrounded didn't the, they hire him back as a consultant that's exactly right they yeah. fired him uh, <laughs> and they hired him back on as a hundred fifty thousand dollar a year consultant as I recall sweet yeah. But no, no, no. It was everything changed as soon as they fired him and they brought a new bureaucrat on to head up the, mm-hmm. uh, the very same agency. Cause, because all bureaucracies are just – they hinge on how they work on the top man, right? Because the top man really has so much to do with uh, the lower underlings and what they do on a daily basis, right? And how they're motivated. Of course not. So there's a, there's a little bit more to the story here. I think that the right leader can really change things to some extent, but you're still only talking about you know swiveling the direction mm-hmm. of an agency, and it, it when you have unaccountable bureaucrats and and they're unaccountable, then well, what are you going to do? What's this head going to really do? It's so difficult to fire a bureaucrat. My wife was telling me about um, just just recently. I did I hadn't heard this story from her um, about what it was like when her boss came in, and she she holds her up as one of the good boss bureaucrats mm-hmm. out there. When she worked at the uh, the agency in Florida, where uh, bums went to get uh, entitlements, and um, she said that apparently her the the boss was you know cleaned house, and it took her. A very long time because she had to document every interaction every time in order to get rid of people. And the reason she did it because you want the organization to run well. But imagine if you didn't want it quite as badly as this lady did, then you wouldn't take the time to document. And essentially, you'd have a mediocre bureaucracy like almost all of them are. I mean, even simpler than that is just the fact that in the private market, 
managers are there typically to count the books, to make sure that the business is operating as expected, that uh, costs are kept in line, to make sure that they've got staff to run the operation and so forth. And if, you know, profit starts to suffer because of poor customer service or whatever, those are market signals that get sent to the business that the government doesn't get. They just don't care whether or not you're happy with the way that uh, they're doing their job. Right, and the government no the government's so good at dragging its feet. The only kind of market signals that an organization like the MMS get are when things like this happen. An oil rig blows up and oil begins pumping into the Gulf of Mexico at an incredible rate unseen by man um, in history. And then uh, suddenly all the bureaucrats are pointing like, in three directions at once. It wasn't me. What you? And of course, it's easy for the um, the media, which seems to be so statist in the way they look at things. Mm-hmm. They don't want to blame the government nearly as much as they want to blame the the. The oil companies. Not the, not the oil companies. The big, bad, evil, profit-generating oil companies yes. who could clean this up in uh, two days' profit. Yeah, they could just, they could just take it. Woof. In an email to the Associated Press, an Interior Department official emphasized with italics that the MMS inspects rigs at least once per month when drilling is underway. Of course, their own statistics don't support that statement. Monthly inspections of offshore drilling rigs are an agency policy Though not required by regulation. And there's their out. Oh, it's David Dykes, chief of the agency's Office of Safety Management for the Gulf region. So, you know, yeah, okay, we say that we're going to inspect it once a month, but we don't really have to. We aren't under any obligation to do anything like that. So, not our fault is basically what they're saying. They have no obligation, which, of course, is the truth. There is no obligation. Even even if it were a regulation, they still wouldn't really have any obligation to follow it. You wouldn't be able – if they actually did have a regulation that said that the agency was supposed to go out there on a monthly basis and uh, and inspect these rigs and you tried to hold them to it, if if BP tried to hold them to it and say, well, well you were supposed to be out here inspecting and so therefore this is your fault. You're, you're responsible for this. You weren't here to check us. They would tell you, no, nope, sorry, there's no – we have no responsibility here. If we come out and don't do the, our job, then that doesn't matter. And indeed, I I would be surprised to find out that these people didn't have their own private inspectors. I would be shocked uh, to find that out. And I, but that's not mentioned anywhere, at least in in the story that uh, that I've seen. So there you have it. Uh, there's more to the story, but uh, you've got the basic gist of it. Essentially, the, the government people went out there and they eyeballed it. They said they spent two hours on a, a massive platform. How much inspecting can you do of intricate uh, equipment, heavy-duty equipment that is sprawled across a very large platform in two hours' time? That's pumping flammable material around all over the platform and processing it. I'd like to point out that the uh, apparently um, the Interior Department is being sued over offshore drilling permitting process. The Center for Biological Diversity has announced plans to sue the Interior Secretary Ken Salazar for ignoring marine mammal protection laws when approving. Dismiss off- no standing. <laughs> well, yeah, who knows how it's going to go? It. But apparently they were breaking their own laws already. The, where's their standing? What standing do they have to sue that government agency? Where's have they been damaged by it? I don't know, man. We'll come back with more. Hour number three is coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public. 
like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We, of course, will take your phone calls about whatever you want. For those of you just tuning in, last hour we are talking in detail about The idea of government inspections, government regulators, inspectors coming around, keeping you safe, because that's what government's there for. Government's there to protect you. I mean, that's what they keep telling you, right? Well, what they say and what they do are not necessarily congruous. They say they're there to keep you safe, but yet they go around the world blowing things up and killing people. How does that contribute toward making people safe? Well, that's as an aside. They say that they're there to keep you safe, but yet the federal uh, inspectors don't bother showing up to do their inspections. Or when they do show up on a uh, federal or an, uh, on one of their inspections on these drilling platforms, which are as they as they point out in the AP story, humongous, they spend two hours there. That doesn't seem like enough time to do a real thorough inspection. And, yeah, I remain unconvinced. And uh, so so we find out that they're not even doing the inspections, and when pressed for more information, they actually end up saying that, well, it's just our policy. It's not a regulation. It's not like we've actually got to go and inspect them. We're not going to send the inspectors to inspect. Right, so, you know, whatever what we do. What do you think do, we're paying them for? Whatever we do is should be good enough. It's just our policy. Well, don't you worry now, folks, because everything is going to change. Barack Obama and some congressmen are serious about making sure this government agency, the uh, the MMS, whatever the heck that stands for, I don't even remember now, Minerals and Materials yeah, Service. Yeah, Minerals something service. And, uh, minerals but, but mining. Don't you worry, they are going to whip this organization into shape. Sure, no one's been paying attention, no one ever has ever heard of this bureaucracy before. <laughs> But now... They'll be fine now. Don't worry. Just go back to sleep. Yeah, that's right. Just pay attention. Isn't there some TV show that you could be watching right now, folks? Look, we're going to take care of this. In fact, the story... Here's an update on the story... Uh, from the from news services. That's that's what they're attributing to uh, from the, the Keen Sentinel. The top federal official in charge of overseeing offshore drilling reti- uh, retired abruptly yesterday as BP's chief operating officer pledged that his company would never pump oil from the runaway Deepwater Horizon well that exploded, killing 11 workers, began spewing millions of gallons of crude into the Gulf of Mexico. Some in Congress welcomed Chris Oyn's resignation as the head of the Minerals Management Services Offshore Sure they did, program. because that solves the, pro- the problem. That's it. 
oh, okay, we were firing the head bureaucrat or forcing them to retire or whatever terminology you want to use. Yeah. That's it. That's you know, and that's really what they want to see. They, oh, we're gonna shuffle around some people, we're gonna fire the head guy, and then um, you know, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. This time we're doing a good job. The same playbook. They use the same it's, and, and people playbook. well people keep falling for yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering is how do how do they keep getting away with this? I mean, it's not like the facts aren't out there. It's not like it's plain as day to see that this is the same program that they follow. They pick somebody off, make them the scapegoat and replace they, them and then claim to fix the problem. Well, they get I think they get away with it for the same reason that the Republicans and Democrats keep getting away with running the same campaign platforms year after year and continually getting uh, people to get all whipped up and excited about it because uh, there's always a new batch of suckers at least in the elections that comes along and believes everything they hear or there's the same batch of suckers that keeps believing everything they hear, but also with the federal agencies there's a time period uh, there's a there's a length of time that is involved here because the federal government, while on a regular basis, is inefficient and uh, and and clueless and screws things up. Most of the time, their screw ups and their inefficiencies don't make national news at the level like this. Mm-hmm. They don't make national news at the level like FEMA did after Hurricane Katrina. When it does make national headlines and when the federal government does feel the heat, that's when they run the playbook and they they pick off the top guy, they replace him with somebody else, and as you say, Mark, they might shuffle some of the chairs around in the organization. Okay, we've reorganized it. It's a brand new agency. Everything is fine now. Now go do something else. And they do. They go and do something else and they figure, well, that will take care of it. You know, they switched out the head guy, so everything's fine. And so Americans go back to uh, to whatever it is that they're distracted with. And the fact is, FEMA hasn't really been in the news for the last of five years since Hurricane Katrina in any significant fashion. So therefore, well, they haven't had any really significant disasters. That's what I'm. Ta- that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I mean, the oil platforms don't regularly blow up like this. Well, and- yeah, because there's a lot of money that BP is going to lose right. just in the loss of the oil platform. Forget about how much it's going to have to compensate people. So they do their very best to sure. make sure this doesn't happen. Right. It's not the because government, of the government doesn't have anything to do with this. The government has a bureaucracy that oversees BP and just essentially, uh, you know, lives off of the fact that BP doesn't want to see its own stuff blown up. Absolutely. And would get their pants suit off. If they if they spilled a bunch of oil and then, of course, the government takes credit for all the safety. Right. How about all those other days that we've had over the last you know hundred years that have been safe? So it's us. We saved you. They would, that's the same reason why the you know like the Department of Homeland Security wants to take credit for the fact that there aren't things being blown up in this country. It's right. not because while they're they doing hassle a good people, job. while they hassle people at uh, toy stores for having knockoff Rubik's cubes. I mean, we've read the story. Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's what exactly. That's and what's what they're usually doing. That's what the government bureaucrats are usually doing. They're pushing paperwork. They're threatening people on a minor basis. They're threatening business owners here and there and uh, all day long. People that are easy to find. Not, right. think, not people that are hard to find, like terrorists. So, so my point here to answer the the question is that there's just there's not enough visible major f-ups on the part of the government that are life-threateningly dangerous like this that are crystally clear for people to look at and start seeing this pattern all they see is oh they changed out the head of the agency agency goes off the radar they're not making news so therefore the problem must be solved right 
When, of course, everything continues on as it's always been. Go ahead. Bring in a new, uh, new head of the management service, mineral management service, and nothing else will change because he'll just start collecting that paycheck and doing nothing because he's an administrative bureaucrat. He's uh, doing whatever it is administrative bureaucrats do. We saw one story about a uh, bureaucrat who was making over $100,000 in Boston coming to work, two, uh, what, two minutes a day or something like that or for yeah, an hour a day? Yeah, ridiculously small. So, I mean, d- d- don't believe that this man is going to have any sort of significant significant effect over what how this bureaucracy runs and the way they do things it's just it's just a uh, a pr scheme is all it is to make the uh, the media oh well they're doing look at this the government's responding to people there you know this was what your government was designed for they're designed to be responsive they're out there they're doing their good yeah it's, it's so silly the idea that people believe you, they really believe in their hearts if they could just get the right people in there, mm-hmm. that somehow bureaucracy would no longer be bureaucratic. We would m- make it efficient. It would be a blue ribbon panel this time. Well, plus- we'll actually get people that are that are um, employed in a monopoly organization and funded through uh, you know union agreements that make them impossible to fire, and we'll get them to do their jobs and do it like lightning. It's yeah. stupid. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but also, they get to use uh, partisanship to uh, to advance their uh, the, the, this scam, if you will, the yeah. scam of switching. Oh, that out guy's the heads. terrible. He was a, a a horse breeder before. What the? Well, no, what no, was George Bush thinking? Right. Right. Well, see, he was on during the Bush administration, and so now that and what the the suggestion here in the article is is that well, now that it's Obama, you can trust. That he's going to bring a bureaucrat in there that is going to put the stop to these oil companies. But they'll just do that next time. When, when, when and if an oil de- uh, rig blows up uh, and during the Republican administration that will follow Obama's, and I can assure you it will be a Republican, and it will be in uh, mm-hmm. 2012 because Obama stinks that badly, um, or at least it's it happens, uh, yeah. that unpopular. And uh, you know, when, that, when that happens, if, if the thing blows up, then they'll just blame it on the uh, not Obama appointee. Sure, and it won't matter then because Obama's gone and the... Uh, that the, there's no political uh, capital that he has left to uh, be when expended. When really the blame lies squarely on the shoals, shoulders of the American people who sit by and, and eat it. this similac over and over again, but, but, like but, but a bunch to, of stupid children. But Nick Rahal, de- Democrat from West Virginia, so good at dishing it out. I hope Chris Oyne's decision to retire signals an understanding. That a changing of the guard is necessary to cure MMS of the many ills it endured during the pre- during the previous administration. Today's announcement is one of several steps that will be necessary to fundamentally reform MMS, and it represents an opportunity to begin anew with a clean slate. If you believe that, you're just stupid <laughs> enough to... I mean, you, you're just incredibly stupid. And they use the same terminology, clean slate. That's one of those uh, little catchphrases that'll come up every time they run this uh, change-out-the-guard scam on people. More coming up. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You want to be kept in the loop as to what's going on with the show, you can get our news updates in whatever way works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Maybe you like emails. We can get on our email updates list. You can follow us on Twitter, or you can like our Facebook profile and follow us that way as well. Uh, It's all there for you. Just go to news.freetalklive.com and pick and choose the ones that work best for you. And take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Each one of the search results has a little proxy link beneath it that you can uh, use to surf the website that uh, came up as a result privately. You can start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. It's an incredible service that you would normally have to pay for on the Internet, and uh, it's, it's free to you, the Free Talk Live listener, startpage.com. All right, so uh, I think we're done with the oil platform discussion. We pretty much exposed all of the government scams that are going on surrounding it. Uh, But needless to say, in a true free market of energy production, the companies would have have an interest in keeping their assets safe. And they already do have that interest. That's why there aren't explosions all over the place happening regularly. And uh, it may very well be likely that we'd already be past oil at this point had we not had the government, government subsidies and all that other stuff that go into Pouring taxpayer dollars into these oil companies by subsidizing the prices of the, the barrels. It's, or the, it's the absolutely true. Product. You know, people look at uh, wind and solar and things like that and they say, well, this could never work. Look at the subsidies the government has to, to give in order to make these happen. And they certainly are giving tax credits and all kinds of subsidies to these um, the, these areas, these energy segments. But they're giving it to oil, too. And we don't know. We don't have any idea. Um, And forget the subsidies. Here's a really important part. The wars. Yeah, right where I was going. How much does that cost? Yeah, that's the that's the biggest of all the subsidies. If uh, Texaco or wh- whatever, you pick your large oil company. I don't I don't particularly want to pick on one of them because, as far as I'm concerned, they're all guilty. Uh, had to provide its own security in the Middle East. Had to negotiate its own deals with the people in the Middle East, rather than having the United States mili- military to uh, to sort of back up their negotiation um, with whoa the biggest military in the world. Then that would change. Everything would would gas be it, it could be six or seven or eight dollars a gallon. I have no idea, but that certainly would make uh, oil or that would make uh, solar and, and all these other things more competitive. My uh, my best friend went on a vacation for about a month in Hawaii. She rented a place. Nice life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she's an executive, works in the defense industry, and uh, she's down there at a bar. Some guy comes in. We'll call him oily. He happened to work for BP. And uh, invited her and her girlfriends out on his three-masted mahogany-decked yacht with mm. six cabins to sail around the Hawaiian Islands and, you know, enjoy the trip and so forth. He was very interested in her, uh, came to Dallas one time, went to a WHO meeting, a World Health Organization, in this rich neighborhood where Mark Cuban, the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks, Mavericks yeah. plays or, or lives. Uh, so old money neighborhood. They went to this uh, restaurant where the... The waiters are white Germans. I mean, it's it's really old money. I don't have any idea what that means. Well, it, anyway, and, okay. uh, <laughs> at this at this WHO party, you've got the BP oil executives there. There's uh, executives from Nissan that are that were also at this party. You know, you, you talk about the oil and and the auto industry working together to sort of further their 
their ends. They and do that. There was also another one of his uh, co-workers who was there at the party bragging about the generals in Iraq that he has in his back pocket mm. and how, you know, they, they are basically there protecting his interests. They're, uh, you know, I guess behind the scenes able to direct, you know, where the troops go, what they're protecting, that sort of thing. And well, it, it makes it stands perfectly, uh, you know, makes perfectly good sense that these oil execs would have some level of control over where these they're their security forces. They yeah. use the military as their own private security for their events. You At know, no cost to them. It's yeah. At the cost of the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So so uh, she had just watched, I think, Freedom to Fascism or something like that. And or the. Uh, who killed the electric car? I think that was it, where they were talking about the electric car and so forth. Yeah, it's a movie. So she uh, she confronts this guy and and says, you know, how do you sleep at night? This is blood money that you're uh, that you're making here, and you're you're you know she has a, a a very close person to her that's over in Iraq risking his life to to do this, mm. and the guy got very red faced and was clenching his teeth and uh, you know. He didn't like it very much, but the Nissan guy really liked it and offered her a job as a high-level manager. I'll be so, damned. That was the story. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you mentioned a story, since we're talking about the Middle East, since we're talking about uh, the military going in and doing the bidding of these uh, military-industrial complexists. You had a story about executions, and I don't know if you had that ready to go, but I... Wow. They're allegedly executing prisoners in Afghanistan. Yeah, t- to me, the, uh, the 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 information that this uh, journalist has seems to be as about as good. You know, it's his word. What's the? I mean, when it comes to journalism, what are you taking but the person's word anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, let me let me read the article. Somebody to who's you. there. Somebody who's writing this. Who's actually. Been there? Yes, I will read it to you now. It's uh, it's from rawstory.com. I actually got it, uh, I believe, off of freetalklive.com. You can excellent. Pre- yes, pretty sure I got it from there. That which, by the way, our site allows you to submit different things to the site. Then other listeners vote them up or down, and the most popular items make it to the top page of the website. So it makes it more likely we talk about it, like this one. The journalist who helped break the story that the detainees at Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq were being tortured by their U.S. jailers. It's a pretty big story. Yeah, that was that was a huge story. You know, it's all over with the, the guy holding the electrical wires and the whole thing told an audience at a journalism conference last month that American soldiers were now executing prisoners in Afghanistan. Wow. New Yorker journalist Seymour Hirsch has uh, revealed that the Bush administration had developed advanced plans for a military strike in Iran. Well, duh. And at the uh, global, in, uh, they have a milita- advanced plans for military strikes in just about every country, Seymour. Um, at the uh, global investigative journalism conference in Geneva, Hirsch criticized President Barack Obama and alleged the U.S. For- forces were engaged in battlefield executions now we there was there's more there was another story that backed this up earlier that essentially special forces went into a uh, a boys school they didn't know they thought it was a place where ieds were being manufactured but went into a boys school and shot 11 people nine of whom were private school students or something like that Mm -hmm. just they just killed them they didn't say uh, get up everybody no they just shot them in their beds while they were sleeping and how and just just stop for a second and say, you know, when you say, well, this is war, there's going to be collateral damage and da, 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 da. I understand that. Absolutely. But think about what you think 
when you are one of these people in Afghanistan or Iraq, you pick your and even anywhere in the Middle East, because they what they believe is that Americans don't believe that they're, in fact, human or good enough or whatever. And you know what? They're right. The vast majority of Americans believe that they're, you know, camel jockey whatevers, um, that that they, they've dehumanized them in the fashion that they don't count. And, you know, they're, gonna, they're going to think the same thing about you. These are human beings we're talking about. Sure. And, and as soon as you realize that they're human beings and treat them like human beings, then maybe they'll start doing it to you. All right. We're going to come back with more of the detail uh, on this. 800-259-9231. Executing prisoners. Allegations coming out from a fairly reliable source in Afghanistan. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy all the features. We've got our listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live around the clock. Plus, our streams are operating around the clock as well, and our webcam is there. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get involved in all of those. Listen.freetalklive.com, and they're all free. Government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. Visit their new website, schoolsucksproject.com. Make yourself a profile, join their forums, and help the ideas spread. That's schoolsucksproject.com. Mark, you're, uh, just, you've just begun to tell us a story by a journalist who is working out in the Middle East. He was one of the key players in bringing the, uh, the, the Abu Ghraib detention abuses to, uh, to light, and now he's got something that uh, may even be more earth-shattering. Yeah, I, at this point, he's he's making allegations as opposed to um, you know really being able to to back it up with any proof. But the journalist has who helped break the story that detainees at the Abu Ghraib uh, prison in Iraq were being tortured by their U.S. jailers told an audience at a journalism conference last month that American soldiers were now executing prisoners in Afghanistan. He says, I'll tell you right now, one of the great tragedies of my country is that Mr. Obama is looking the other way because – Equally horrible things are happening to prisoners, to those we capture in Afghanistan, Hirsch said. He, this is uh, Seymour Hirsch. Um, he, they're being executed on the battlefield. It's unbelievable stuff going on, and there doesn't, uh, that doesn't necessarily get reported. Things I don't, don't find it change. unbelievable. These are the same people who I've seen video footage mowing people down. I mean, so I mean, these government, these well, uh, uh, soldiers. What you would have to do in order to be able to do this job is you have to, and I, you know, the, we've heard soldiers say that they in fact dehumanized these people. Um, mm-hmm. their, their their superiors dehumanized them, and then you know they were able to do this job. You'd have to dehumanize them and essentially get you know good at killing them. I mean, how are you going to get good at killing them without killing them? 
Well, that's why they drill and do all of the, you know, the pop-up targets and so forth to to condition the soldiers to pull the trigger. Plus, if you've got a prisoner, uh, you, you come into some area, you secure it, you you get the 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 people there that are they're still alive as prisoners. If you take them back, you've just got paperwork to do. You've got you know feed them, you've got to house them, you've got to deal with them. Well, it's easier for them. The path of least resistance is for them to put a bullet in a man's head. Sure, and and taking the just the taking of the prisoner is dangerous. Uh, and you know that's a that's a dangerous operation. It's when you're co- focused on that guy, you've got to keep attention on him. If you put a bullet in him, then you can focus on whoever might be about um, trying to you know take you out when but, when he does it. But it goes beyond that. When I was in Texas at the at the gym that I worked out at, there were uh, three or four Iraqi veterans or, or Iraq and Afghan veterans talking about their experiences over there. And one of them described, you know, there was an insurgent or somebody that was shooting at him and they found out where he was and they started chasing him down. And I mean, they, it was it was fun for them to just chase this guy down and, and kill him. Mm. Sick. Uh, the videos that we've seen of what these uh, some of these soldiers are capable of is chilling. It, it's, th- this it's is sick. where this is where I, I have to disagree with you. You're capable of this, Ian. This is normal behavior in these circumstances. These soldiers aren't you know different than you or i or anybody else who's put in these circumstances we may choose not to participate we might choose not to go but these are 18 19 20 year old guys that have been conditioned all the way through when you were 18 19 20 years old you you. didn't even know any difference more violent in the past as well and more uh, inclined toward that sort of thing so you would have never heard these messages so these are just normal people, and the problem is, is that we send them over there I to do this job. I didn't do that. The United States public logs them. They throw the the confetti when they um, return, yeah. and all this other stuff. It, it, this this is a martial country, and and they threaten them with jail if they don't follow through with their orders. So let's not forget that it's coercion most of them. It's, it's largely well. a volunteer um, army, but it, it absolutely that does happen. But there is a difference between somebody who's going and who has the bloodlust and who's looking to kill versus somebody who's just joined the military because they, you know, felt like they were going to get a college paid for and they feel like they're in the middle of something. There they are didn't both of those. For. But I think the guy who's there just to, to get his college paid for is probably doing the same thing. He's got Maybe. to do his job. His mind has to work around what it is that he's doing. And one of the ways to do that is to say that these people are evil, bad, wrong, and they must die. I have to, you know, I. Poof. Okay, while while maybe maybe you're right, Mark. Okay, everybody's capable of atrocity like this, but not everybody who's put into that situation will engage in those atrocities. So there are differences. Let's go to your phone calls, though, and you can bring up anything. Ladies, come first. Jane, listening in West Virginia to Hi. WVTS. Hi, Jane. How are you guys this Just evening? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, a couple of things. There's one about dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I see that going on in the United States is you have the elite... And then you have the ordinary people. And before I was in a white-collar environment, I was in a blue-collar environment, and we were just dumb people in a blue-collar environment. Um, but to to get to uh, the killing in Afghanistan... No, well, hold on a second. I mean, are you saying that you felt as though you were dumb or that you were treated as though you were dumb by the white-collar Both. People? Both. Hmm. I mean, to be treated as though I am less than an intelligent human being because I'm a blue-collar worker, uh, because for a time, for five and a half years, I was a laborer and dug ditches as I put myself through college. Um, And, yes, people 
who made decisions were not the people doing the work, and there were problems that occurred because of it. Mm-hmm. So there is some dehumanization in the United States yeah. of people oh, yeah. who go to Ivy League colleges versus the professional and intelligent plumbers and electricians. How about uh, how about the average American comparing themselves to immigrants? They uh, there's a lot of dehumanization going on there. That too, yeah. You you could be right. I do not. I worked in a multinational, multicultural work environment with legal aliens who were my friends and they came from all over the world, from Africa, from British countries from Chinese countries, multiple Chinese countries, from India. And as far as I could tell, they were treated very nicely, were respected, uh, were hardworking. And so I do not automatically condemn people who are legal aliens, naturalized citizens, or of, say, Hispanic descent. I do not relegate them to sub. That's good. I wasn't suggesting that you were. I was talking about Americans in general. Uh, and I noticed that you, okay. you, do keep, you do keep mentioning the legal uh, term. And I think that, uh, that Americans in general have been taught to believe that people that don't jump through the government's hoops are somehow uh, inhuman and deserve to be punished and deserve atrocities to I be inflicted know. on their families. Do you want to talk about the Arizona law that I support? Oh, oh do you? Sure. Yes, I support it because I think there were something, either 291 or 391 kidnappings in the city of Phoenix alone last year. Mm-hmm. Most of those were uh, concerned illegal immigration. You have human trafficking going on. What do you mean it concerned illegal? Uh, oh, you mean people, they were gang members kidnapping, kidnapping other gang members, right? Um, not necessarily gang members, Most just ordinary people. Were there drugs involved? What, what ordinary people were they uh, kidnapping, and why would they kidnap an ordinary, ordinary person? That I would have to research and get back with Most you. of them were gang members kidnapping other gang members. But you're uh, right, Phoenix family. is... I don't know that that's true. Maybe you do know that that's true. Or, or the family members thereof. But I to mean, get back to the Arizona law simply mirrors federal law. No, that's not and, true. Federal laws do not state that, uh, that, that a, um, you know, when an, an officer comes into legal contact with um, an individual, that person has to produce ID. Have you ever, have had, you ever, to, been, have you ever had to produce identification when you were stopped by a police officer? Um, when you're, when you're driving... Yes, when you're driving. Well, this you have isn't to this isn't concern. Anybody anybody has to produce a driver's license when they're driving. I mean, I mean that's a driver's license. We're talking about on the street. We're talking about street level contacts. But if you want, you can hang on. I know you'd originally called about Afghanistan. No, I don't want to get too far off your topic. But we'll go anywhere on the show. So that hang is on. one of the talking points that this mirrors federal law, and it is it's a talking point that is simply not backed up by fact. There's more coming up here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll try to get your call in in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain, but maybe enough time for your call to make it right now. Tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Sam, by the way, here from ObscuredTruth.com. Be sure you head on over there and enjoy his videos that he's been putting up. And uh, what are you in the midst of working on right now, Sam? Uh, well, we just I finished the, the video from our court experience uh, for my uh, neighbor who was up visiting. He said that's the greatest uh, memento from his visit here to Keene. Which, oh, which court experience? The, uh, uh, the, the one where you got jacked by the guy with the, the door? No, the superior court uh, thing. I actually cut oh. that and edited it where we were told, uh, you know, don't be courteous. Don't open the doors for bureaucrats. Right. We talked about that a lot on the show last night. So you're saying you cut your friend's video that he recorded? Yeah, he recorded the video. I cut it for him. And gotcha. kind of showed him how to do it and so forth. But that video is not at obscuretruth.com. That's only at freekeen.com, right. that particular video, because it's on someone else's YouTube channel. But we've got some other projects in the works. All right, great. So we're going to get back to your phone calls here. Jane is in West Virginia. Now, Jane, you'd called in originally to talk about dehumanization, and I ended up uh, mentioning the uh, d- how it is that uh, the, the people in this country are in many ways dehumanizing immigrants. You pointed out that you think that it's fine that uh, people come here legally, and then it's, uh, you pointed out that. Uh, well, well, to get back to the kidnappings, three of the recent kidnapping victims were children 14 and un- under. Their parents had paid to have them smuggled into the USA, and when they were in the U.S., the people who did the smuggling demanded the parents pay about 6000 more. Yeah, that's which the black market. That's so, yeah. Break up. I mean, at, hold on. Let me, you don't have any problem with the violent narcotics? Oh, I have a problem with violence. I have a problem with violence, and I have a problem with kidnappings, but everything you're pointing out are results of prohibition. The The reason why uh, people are being kidnapped in those cases, in w- everything that you've been talking about, is A, the war on drugs, B, the prohibition on people. Uh, so if people were allowed to come here, they wouldn't have to use coyotes to get themselves here and then get themselves and all so wrapped up. Do you with- believe in no borders at all that anyone in the U.S., including the 500 incarcerated non-Hispanics who were criminals who came across the Arizona border that you believe the borders should be dropped, anyone can come in, no questions asked, and if a policeman sees somebody doing suspicious and wants to stop them and question them, then he should not do that because it's racial profiling. I didn't say anything about racial profiling, but I will uh, address the rest of it. Yes, I don't think um, I don't think the border does anything to stop people that really want to get in anyway. So I think that it's a big government program that just makes people feel good and wastes uh, wastes I'm people's not... time and and steps up the you police. You don't think state. it will save American lives? Um, I don't think you could come up with a program that would keep this country free or at least keep it even at the level of freedom that we currently have and stop uh, illegal immigration. I don't think we should have. No, uh, no enforcement whatsoever because I think it won't do pers- any good. I think personal property should be enforced. That people should be able to decide who comes on their own personal property. However, I don't think the government can do anything efficiently. And you wishing, you, don't mind? you wishing and hoping isn't going to make that true. Well, have you read the Arizona law? Yes, it's fourteen pages long. Okay. I, I, I've read excerpts from it. I have not read it from start to, to to finish. Well, I respect that you at least have read it because Napolitano and. Uh, What's his name? The attorney general or general solicitor, uh, junior, whatever his name is. They're more making comments on it, and they haven't read it. So therefore, I respect your opinion more. At least you've read excerpts. 
of a 14-page law. It's, it's hard to read laws in general. I mean, they're written to be very ambiguous, and they're written to be slanted towards well, uh, law enforcement. Well, with my legal assisting background, I have picked up the jargon to read it, and that's yeah. why when I read the first 38 pages of definitions of the health care bill that was is now law, I was horrified. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. The health care healthcare law is absolutely horrifying. You mentioned, Jane, wanting to save American lives. And I think the best thing that you could do to save American lives, I, also my, I'm concerned with other people that aren't Americans, but nonetheless, let's just talk about the American lives. Uh, the best thing that you can do to save those people's lives and prevent kidnappings and violence would be to legalize drugs. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. I, okay. This will shock you because I believe that all uh, drugs, when I say legalized, I mean that people who are under the influence of, say, cocaine or heroin be set aside that they cannot get out in public and because they're drug intoxicated, cause accidents or whatever, that they should be set aside, yeah. like in a prison environment where they're fed <laughs> Wait a minute. basic food Wait a minute. Water, Didn't you just say you support and legalizing? And they have tables, yes, legalize it under control conditions. And that there are ah. tables set out with all the cocaine so, you want, with all the heroin you hey, want. Hey, I'm liking this. Who pays for all of it? Um, it will it will actually save the taxpayer because the crime rate would be reduced drastically. Uh, the war on drugs would be won because the people who really wanted it would have it. So well, wait, wait. And, the people who really want it are the police who have spent a trillion dollars, even though the uh, drugs are no, no, not the war on drugs. The people who really failure. want drugs would have access to them. They already have access to them. Yeah, they they have them. I think it's an interesting proposal. I think it's an interesting proposal. I'm just not interested in paying for it. Wait a minute. I want to. I want to make sure I'm understanding your proposal. So, in your world where there's no war on drugs, you'll have a legal status where they're heavily controlled. You will identify heavily controlled that they that the people who are under the influence of narcotics like heroin and crack cocaine and whatever else pills. And how will you determine? If they are under the influence of those drugs? Because they would have them in their system. Who is they and what system? Okay. Uh, at some point, at some point, even alcohol, which is legal, but at some point alcohol passes from someone being in control who's drinking to someone who's out of control who's drinking. Would the drunks Therefore, have to go to prison too? I want to hear the Mothers answer. against drunk drivers. It's not prison. It's just a holding area. With free cocaine. It's awesome. Can we get hookers in there too? Because I want I want hookers and cocaine. I'm sorry. Can we get hookers in there too? Because I want hookers and cocaine. If I'm getting you know all the blow I can. No, because the the uh, I believe (laughs) that the women who find it necessary to prostitute themselves to get their next fix would not have to be a prostitute, and the person who commits muggings and robbery and kills people in the process. Um, the number of muggings, robberies, murders, prostitution would go down. You're right about that. Yep. The, the one so thing's for sure, if you, it would her system's better. People, it would save the ordinary it's weird. people. <laughs> Jane, Jane, it's an interesting idea, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it here. So, so what you're saying is that somehow you'd find out that somebody was on heroin or cocaine. Maybe they come to work high, and well, you'd th- they'd be think, free coke no, or free no, heroin. No, they'd be attracted to it. Would go in with the objective into the holding area. Of meeting all their addiction needs. I see. So they would feeder. come there. It's right. a, okay. So it's, it's a it's a it's an addict feeder. It wouldn't be that they'd get caught. They would come automatically because it'd be free cocaine. They'd walk it's up a welfare to the door program and they'd for say, drug "I want in," and you would open the door and let them in, give them everything they wanted. 
if they kill themselves, then dispose, you know, whatever whatever way they want their body disposed. Okay, how about you say... This would, of course, have maintenance now, personnel, uh, absolutely. Now, okay, now, is it possible that you could set this program up without using the government? Just, like, you know, have a charity or something like that? I have no idea. Well, because, like I Mark said, I don't want to pay per- for it. The like, people who will fight the hardest against it are the ones who are making the most money on the war That's a true drugs. statement. Yeah. There's a lot you're of right, things the, that you're the saying. The police do fight very hard I'm against 61, it. I'm 61 years old. I've been around the block a You have, bit. and clearly there's a lot of things that you're saying that are absolutely you're spot on. You're clearly thinking. Uh, they're absolutely spot on. I just, I'll, I'll agree with Mark that I don't want to pay uh, to support somebody's, uh, somebody's drug habit. But if you could do that on a, a voluntary basis to find people to, to buy that cocaine well, and to, to set up the place. Way. Your tax, well, you don't believe in taxes, but ordinary people taxes would go down. I suspect you're right. The yep. millions and billions of dollars that would be saved, uh, the crime rate would go down. The crime rate the, would go down and the kidnappings and the violence that you were talking about earlier in the, the around narcos, the border area would disappear because there would be no more gangs, because the gangs would dry up, exactly. because their money would dry up, because they don't have product to move anymore. Exactly. And so it would be a would huge the, the cigarette Do you smokers? understand how logical and really... I guess the word's progressive thinking. I well, am but, what, oh, yeah, yeah. You you are thinking, and it, 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 that's absolutely true. I'm just wondering, would the cigarette addicts, would they have to go there and hang out and smoke? As long as it's legal. Wouldn't that it just... Is, that is something I have to struggle with because I've been Alcohol? a smoker for 30 years. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Alcohol? <laughs> there you go. What about Wouldn't the, it the just drunks? Be... Maybe, maybe so. And if a person needs to consume alcohol to the point they're not able to drive and they do it daily... Um, and if somebody in there decides they've had enough of drugs and they want out as soon as the drugs are cleared out of their system, let them back out through the door. Rather, than trying, to to, rather than trying to figure out this intricate system of which drugs should be included that people get sequestered anything off or leave, not. Anything that, how about, anything how that, about this? How about this? How about if we just find the people who are actually causing harm yeah. and deal with them rather than coming up with all these scenarios where they might actually cause somebody harm. Something to think about, Jane. I appreciate Jane, hearing from you. great call. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. You're right, Mark. She is certainly uh, thinking and looking at the issues critically. And we are out of time. It has been Ian with you. And Sam, I am. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join Sam at obscuredtruth.com. See you tomorrow night. freetalklive.com. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE.